Hello, everyone. Before I get started today, I want to first acknowledge and let you know, if you, if you, if you didn't, that today, in at least the U.S. and some other places around the world, is Mother's Day, a day in which we acknowledge the sacrifice, the efforts, the energies of mothers of all colors, shapes, sizes from all around the world. Doesn't matter. We all celebrate our mothers because you know what? Without them, we wouldn't be here. My own personal story is one I wanted to share to you, and it's one I tell about my mother every year. It starts when I was 10 years old, and at that time, kids were getting crew-cut haircuts. Now, my mother at that time really loved little boys with those crew-cut haircuts because they th she thought they looked so neat. Now, I had some hair at that time, and it was coming up for my time to have a haircut. Now, I resisted. I wailed. I cried. I was like, no, I don't want a haircut, and all, all sorts of complaining. But my mother, in her insistence, said, you know what? We're going to get a haircut because you need a haircut, and I want you to get one of those crew cuts. So at the time, now I don't know if they're still around, was a business called Fantastic Sands. And my mother loaded me up in the car, drove us over to the Fantastic Sands. And at that time, this was probably middle of the afternoon at that point, because I think it was during the summer. And we walked in and there were other parents there with their kids or other grown adults who were coming to get a haircut. And they uh, signed us right in and uh, sat us right down. And I was still having none of it. So the time comes when it's our turn to go get a haircut. And my uh, mother has to kind of cajole me, pull me to get me to sit in the, uh, sit in the chair. And the, uh, the, the, the hairstylist uh, asked what kind of haircut I wanted. And I wasn't about to, I just complained. And, and my mother said, oh, I like those little, those crew cuts. All the little boys have those crew cuts. I think they're just so nice. And, and the hairstylist kept trying to get me to like, okay, we're going to do this. And I, I said, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I complained and complained and complained. And my mother in, in the most amazing moment that I, as I say, I tell this story all the time. My mother said, if you're not going to get a haircut, I'm going to get a haircut. She sat down in the seat Lady put the, the, the bib around her, and my mother got her head shaved. There was nothing I could do. That was my mother putting me right into my place. I said, okie dokie. And I, uh, she was finished. I sat down in that chair, and I got a matching haircut to match my mother's. And there is, I don't know if where it may be, it's probably somewhere in one of the albums or in a drawer or in a box. But I remember, I have a vivid memory of us going into the bathroom and taking a Polaroid picture of us two knuckleheads with our bald heads standing in the, in the bathroom. So I can never ever tell my mother wouldn't do just about anything for me. I love her. I will always love her. She's the best. Um, everyone says, oh, I got the best mother in the world. Oh, my, my wife is the best mother of my child. But you know what? That's your mother. My mother 
is 100% the best ever. So mom, I love you. I would do anything for you. And I, uh, you mean the world to me. And thank you also, thank you for sharing your birthday with me. That's another thing. Of all the, of all the weird twists of how the universe works, I was born on my mother's birthday. And today, <laughs> before I got a chance to talk to her, she, she decided to remind me of what time I was born and how much I weighed and all the, all the details of, of me coming into this world and how I am, along with her other three children, don't get me wrong, me, my brother, and my sister, we are and always will be her most precious possessions, her children. And you, Mom, are ours. So, Mom, we love you. Happy Mother's Day. And uh, on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. My name is Richard Bryant, and I am your host. It is May 10th, 2020. This is the Corona Chronicles, Day 59. Our first story on this Mother's Day comes from Variety. Unconventional mom movies to watch on an unconventional Mother's Day. Here are some home movies that you can pick to watch with your mom and then maybe discuss with her. By Peter Dubridge. Among the many cruelties of the coronavirus outbreak has been the very social distancing measures that prevent us from visiting our relatives, which should be especially difficult on Mother's Day for those who are accustomed to spending that time with mom. That's where movies can assist. Why not select a film from the list below or one of your own choosing and schedule time for you and your mom to watch it together apart. You can both rent the movie or pick an old favorite that's in both of your home video collections. Press play at the same time, then call each other afterward to talk about it. In theory, every film character Every written has a mother, so it's nearly impossible to imagine a definitive list of the greatest cinematic homages to the women who raised us. And besides, wouldn't it be more interesting to discuss those that involve more complicated characters? What follows are two dozen suggestions from a wide range of periods and genres that should make for a juicy post-movie discussion. Number one, Now Voyager from 1943. Every Cinderella had it easy compared to poor Betty Davis, who goes from ugly duckling spinster by her spiteful mom's description to elegant swan, thanks to the attention of debonair doctor Claude Rains, who rescues her from the verge of a nervous breakdown. While hardly a celebration of motherhood, the movie explores the complicated idea of what it takes for any daughter to assert her independence from the control of a domineering parent, and follows that sense of liberation through to the character's love life. Davis earned her seventh Oscar nom for the role, while Reigns went directly from this shoot, which was way over schedule, to Casablanca. Incidentally, Michael Curtis wanted to direct, but Davis vetoed the idea. Another favorite, Postcards from the Edge in 1990. Whether their parents were movie star famous or self-important nobodies, many a child has mined his or her upbringing as memoir material, the vast majority of them painting mom in a critical light. I don't want life to imitate art. I want life to be art, says Meryl Streep, playing a thinly veiled version of Carrie Fisher, who wrestled with addiction and growing up with the daughter of Debbie Reynolds all her life. Shirley MacLaine shines as the Reynolds stand-in, 
achieving the kind of flinty back-and-forth exchanges with Streep we expect from screwball comedies, as director Mike Nichols captures Fisher's sardonic sense of humor. From 1988, Hairspray. Chances are, Mom has heard of, and maybe even seen, the Broadway musical and or the bizarre John Travolta movie it inspired. But far fewer would have taken the trouble to track down the outrageously funny John Waters comedy that started it all. The scandalous outsider auteur spent most of the 70s and 80s actively attacking the institutions of polite society. So it was something of a shock when he delivered a PG-rated, family-friendly movie that was at once irreverent and a rock-solid critique of prejudice and bigotry in his native Baltimore. Iconic drag queen Divine plays Edna Turnbald, mother to plus-sized teenager Tracy, who challenges segregation on the local dance TV show. From 1955, the classic Marty. This classic character study, the first film to win the Palme d'Or at Cannes, is often seen as one of the great portraits of there's hope for everyone bachelorhood. But instead of seeing the lovable Bronx butcher's mom as an obstacle, it's worth watching with sympathy for the woman who raised him. It is a very cruel thing when your son has no place for you in his home, bemoans Marty's immigrant ma in the movie that launched Ernest Borgnine's film career, and also that of screen screenwriter Patty Shayevsky, who originally penned the endearing drama for TV. Shayevsky felt the small screen was the right place to take an intimate look at ordinary, imperfect folks, and all those decades later, the strongest series from Fleabag to Breaking Bad specialize in doing exactly that. And finally, of the ones that I'm going to tell you about, The Meddler from 2016. Before hitting it big with Hustlers, writer-director Lorene Scafaria crafted this love letter to her mother, who adores her Hollywood-employed daughter, but obviously has an issue with boundaries. Susan Sarandon plays Scafaria's fictionalized homage to the woman who moves to Los Angeles after her husband dies in order to be close to her kiddo. Too close, it seems, as she can't help sticking her nose where it doesn't belong. Still, what strikes her daughter as intrusive works like a charm on J.K. Simmons' hardly riding loner, offering romance to this well-meaning widow. The meddler is a treat for those who can't get through the day without calling mom, or, or the other way around, at least once. Other movies included in this list, Romance and Cigarettes from 2007, The Manchurian Candidate from 1962, Secrets and Lies from 1996, Imitation of Life, 1959, My Flesh and Blood, 2003, Roma from 2018. To read all the descriptions, please visit Variety.com. From our friends at Playbill.com, Theater Community also comes together on this day for Broadway Does Mother Day. The Digital Variety Show benefits Broadway Care's COVID-19 Emergency Assistance Fund. The theater community comes together on May 10th to celebrate Mother's Day with a star-studded virtual benefit, with proceeds going to Broadway Care's COVID-19 Emergency Assistance Fund. The one-time event features guest appearances and performances, as well as sketches from 15 Broadway shows, including Moulin Rouge, Ain't Too Proud, Sing Street, Tina, the Tina Turner musical, and Jagged Little Pill. The lineup of performances includes Bernadette Peters, Alexis Michelle, Vanessa Williams, Anna Lee Ashford, Betsy Wolf, LaShans, Danae Benton, Liz Calloway, James Monroe Englehart, Jen Colella, Lily and Eddie Cooper, Leah Delaria, Victor Garber, Leah C. Gardner, Anne Harada, Jennifer Holliday, Harvey Firestein, Mandy Gonzalez, and Laura Benanti. The cast from the following shows will also make appearances. 
This includes Beetlejuice, Come From Away, Dear Evan Hansen, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, Company, Chicago, Diana, Mean Girls, Girls from the North Country, Six, and Mrs. Doubtfire. Produced by Megan Lofren and Stanley Bahorek, Broadway Does Mother Day streams at 3 p.m. at broadwaydoesmothersday.com. And finally, to, to conclude our Mother's Day tribute, if your mother wants to watch some of the best West End musicals, you can now watch them on Broadway HD. This story comes from our friends at What's On Stage. With theaters locked down, streaming platforms like Broadway HD, digital theater, or marquee.tv have come into their own, offering audiences a chance to witness old productions with high-quality streams and excellent back catalogs. And if you want to do a hardcore theater binge, there are also free trials. Broadway HD offers a week. Tip, a calendar notification can mean you don't forget to cancel after seven days, while Marquee TV has a 30-day option. There are oodles more than just simply musicals on Broadway HD, but below are some of our favorite show-tune-laden productions. Thankfully, all the shows are also captioned. While it's great to watch shows, also think about ways to help the community amidst lockdowns. Some of the musicals that are included, the iconic 42nd Street, Fame, Kinky Boots, the King and I, An American in Paris, Hetty Feather, Oklahoma, Ruthless, the musical, The Toxic Avenger, The Wind in the Willows. All these can be reviewed and by checking out the article at whatsonstage.com. So if you get the opportunity, however you spend your time with your mother, please make sure to spend time with your mother. She'll be happy for it. You'll be happy for it, and we'll all be a lot better for it. Before I conclude today's podcast, I want to once again extend my gratitude to the members of our armed services, to our healthcare workers, our nurses and doctors, to our first responders, to our police, fire, and emergency service officers around the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please join me in continuing to support these women and men as they face this near-impossible task of saving lives in the face of such great adversity. Please support your local food banks and shelters. If possible, donate blood at one of your local Red Crosses. Be sure to check in on the elderly and support those who have special needs. Reach out to a friend and help not only make their day, but also improve your own. Instead of going with a quote to end the show, I'm going to read you a poem. This was a poem by Maya Angelou. It is titled, Mother, a Cradle to Hold Me. It is true, I was created in you. It is also true that you were created for me. I owned your voice. It was shaped and tuned to soothe me. Your arms were molded into a cradle to hold me, to rock me. The scent of your body was the air, perfume for me to breathe. Mother, During those early, dearest days, I did not dream that you had a large life which included me, for I had a life which was only you. Time passed steadily and drew us apart. I was willing, I feared, if I let you go, you would leave me eternally. You smiled at my fears, saying I could not stay in your lap forever, that one day you would have to stand, and where would I be? You smiled again. I did not. Without warning, you left me, but you returned immediately. You left again and returned, I admit, quickly. But relief did not rest with me easily. You left again, but again returned. 
You left again, but again returned. Each time you re-entered my world, you brought assurance. Slowly, I gained confidence. You thought you know me, but I did know you. You thought you were watching me, but I did hold you securely in my sight, recording every moment, memorizing your smiles, tracing your frowns. In your absence, I rehearsed you, the way you had of singing on a breeze while a sob lay at the root of your song, the way you posed your head so that the light could caress your face when you put your fingers on my hand and your hand on my arm. I was blessed with a sense of health, of strength and very good fortune. You were always the heart of happiness to me, bringing nuggets of glee, sweets of open laughter. I loved you even during the years when you knew nothing and I knew everything. I loved you still, condescendingly, of course, from my high perch of teenage wisdom. I spoke sharply of you often because you were slow to understand. I grew older and was stunned to find how much knowledge you had gleaned and so quickly. Mother, I have learned enough now to know I have learned nearly nothing. On this day when mothers are being honored, let me thank you that my selfishness, ignorance, and mockery did not bring you to discard me like a broken doll, which had lost its favor. I thank you that you still find something in me to cherish, to admire, and to love. I thank you, Mother. I love you. Before I conclude today's podcast, I want to once again extend my gratitude to the members of our armed services, to our healthcare workers, our nurses and doctors, to our first responders, to our police, fire, and emergency service officers around the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please join me in continuing to support these women and men as they face this near impossible task of saving lives in the face of such great adversity. Please support your local food banks and shelters. If possible, donate blood at one of your local Red Crosses. Be sure to check in on the elderly and support those who have special needs. Reach out to a friend and help not only make their day, but also improve your own. Instead of going with a quote to end the show, I'm going to read you a poem. This was a poem by Maya Angelou. It is titled, Mother, a Cradle to Hold Me. It is true, I was created in you. It is also true that you were created for me. I owned your voice. It was shaped and tuned to soothe me. Your arms were molded into a cradle to hold me, to rock me. The scent of your body was the air, perfume for me to breathe. Mother, during those early, dearest days, I did not dream that you had. A large life which included me, for I had a life which was only you. Time passed steadily and drew us apart. I was willing, I feared, if I let you go, you would leave me eternally. You smiled at my fears, saying I could not stay in your lap forever, that one day you would have to stand, and where would I be? You smiled again. I did not. Without warning, you left me, but you returned immediately. You left again and returned, I admit, quickly. But relief did not rest with me easily. You left again, but again returned. You left again, but again returned. Each time you re-entered my world, you brought assurance. Slowly, I gained confidence. You thought you know me, but I did know you. You thought you were watching me, but I did hold you securely in my sight, recording every moment, memorizing your smiles, tracing your frowns. In your absence, I rehearsed you, the way you had of singing on a breeze while a sob lay at the root of your song, the way you posed your head so that the light could caress your face when you put your fingers on my hand and your hand on my arm. I was blessed with a sense of health, 
of strength and very good fortune. You were always the heart of happiness to me, bringing nuggets of glee, sweets of open laughter. I loved you even during the years when you knew nothing and I knew everything. I loved you still, condescendingly, of course, from my high perch of teenage wisdom. I spoke sharply of you often because you were slow to understand. I grew older and was stunned to find how much knowledge you had gleaned and so quickly. Mother, I have learned enough now to know I have learned nearly nothing. On this day when mothers are being honored, let me thank you that my selfishness, ignorance, and mockery did not bring you to discard me like a broken doll which had lost its favor. I thank you that you still find something in me to cherish, to admire, and to love. I thank you, Mother. I love you. My name is Richard Bryant, and I have been your host. It's May 10th, 2020. This has been the Corona Chronicles, Day 59. Take care, be well, and have a good night. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions on how to make this podcast better, please send them to archivett24 at yahoo.com. Again, that's archivett24 at yahoo.com.